Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, welcome. This is uh, episode six of Role Playing Public Radio. This is Ross Payton, of course. Uh, this is the Bad Player, a roundtable discussion. With me, of course, is Tom Church. And just so you know, uh, we only have two mics and four people today, so we'll be switching mics on and off. Yeah, um, my name is uh, Cody Walker, uh, Cody Wilt Chamberlain Walker. Uh huh. <laughs> and my name is Sam Harrell. Anyways, there are uh, players who have been in, in the group for the last couple of months, I think since the summer at least. Um, I can't remember exactly when you guys joined up with us, but uh, this is, we, you know, in between games, we've been talking about, you know, our own gaming anecdotes, gaming stories. And Cody and Sam uh, have talked about one player in particular that's touched their hearts in a very special way. And we thought we'd make the episode about this very, very special player. Um, we'll just call her Jessica because that's her first name, but we don't need to know her last name. Um, we, I, we, I don't know if we could get her address or phone number provided, but we'll see if we can't do that. Nah, she probably wouldn't even listen to this, so it won't matter one way or another. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that apathy really works. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I mean, no offense. I'm mean, just saying she doesn't know how to run a computer. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. So um, Jessica, from the stories we've heard, is uh, Jessica's a very, very bad player. And... Uh, you know, this whole thing about bad players are something every gamer, every player has to, and game master has to deal with sooner or later. So we're just going to use Jessica as sort of an example, a whipping horse, you know, a whipping boy for this uh, a little episode. So why don't you first tell us a little bit about Jessica? Just tell our reader, our viewers, <coughs> listeners, uh, what they need to know about Jessica. Uh, I first started playing role playing games with her back in high school. I was DMing like a like an early D and D game. Like we really like second edition or third edition, uh, third edition, third like, ed. All right. Yeah. We didn't really know. I, I was really going like flying by the seat of my pants. We really, none of us knew what we were doing. And, um, <clears throat> but I, I, I really tried to grasp, um, early on, you know, of course, like stuff about alignment. And I tried to hit home that like what your, how your character would be played. Cause right. it's role playing for the love of Christ. Well, yeah. she, um, I can swear on this, right? And I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. We swear so, all the goddamn time. Okay, let's make sure. In fact, let's just, I want to, I'll say it again. Motherfucker. Okay. Right? So anyway. Motherfucker. So she, <laughs> so, so she, um, she, she decided she wanted to be a paladin. And, um, <laughs> and. That's a good sign. Right, limiting, right. Uh, somewhat limiting in alignment, but okay. Right, right, right. So she started off as a paladin because, uh, fuck knows why. And um, the thing is, is that she, like, she would be put into situations where a paladin would absolutely go out and, like, like do the right thing, but she would always try and justify not doing it. <laughs> like, I wasn't DMing this round. We had a round where um, we had, a, like, um, this guy um, who works, or used to work at um, Go Games, Games to Order, something like that. His name is Bryant. Really great DM, really great guy, super, right. super nice and cool. And uh, he came up with, like, we were being sieged by all these undead and shit like that. And it was a really amazing round. Really, really cool. And um, and we had a, a half-orc. She, she runs out into the into the crowd, like, battling all, because she's enraged and shit. And she goes around, and she's, like, killing all these undead. Jessica. She, um, no, no, no. This is this is our half-orc. Like, she was different. Okay. But, but she's out there, and like, like, killing all this stuff. And she's going to get overwhelmed. She's going to get murdered. So Custer's last stand, basically. Right. And Jessica, Jessica's character was the only one that, that actually saw that was going to happen. 
So Bryant tells her, he goes, he goes, well, what do you do? And she goes, well, I'm going to keep running into the city. I don't give a shit about her. <laughs> and, and this is like a comrade in arms, not just right, right, right. Someone that she knew. It's like it was another one of our players. It's actually Bryant's right. uh, wife. <laughs> it's actually Bryant's <laughs> wife who's playing the character. Wow. And we tried to tell, and and he says to her, he goes, well, you understand that you know you're basically you know you're the cop of the universe, you're a paladin, like you have to do the right thing. And she goes, well, I know that it would be futile for me to go back out there, so I'm just trying to save myself so I can deal with it, so I can go and like kill more stuff later on and save more people. <laughs> so we're like, okay, so you're gonna be a coward so that you can save more people later on, you know? That was the first hint that I could tell the that things, hint. yeah, oh, that, wow. that things were going to be bad. Like she would just do stuff where she would try to just justify all of her actions but it wasn't until like a lot later um that that i realized that she's fucking abysmal and a horrible (laughs) person to play with is that um like a couple years later uh i started playing i decided to start running another um uh D &D, 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 like 3.0 around and uh i based it all in the he-man universe and, right. and it's uh, it, it was Hardcore. yeah, it was like fan fiction. It was really, it was like I did a lot of research. Well, as long as Harry Potter didn't show up to have gay sex with He Man, no. I mean, it couldn't be that bad. <laughs> no. yeah, well, yeah. well, technically, if gay sex did happen with He Man, like I wouldn't be surprised by it. But uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, I did a lot of research for this, which is really really nerdy, and it made me feel like I know a lot more about well, He Man. Into the world now, right? Right. Oh yeah. But see, it's like it's like you, the He Man folklore, is so great. If I'm anyway, I'm gonna. I digress. Is that um That's a whole other episode. Uh, right, right, right. Her like what had happened is the story is, is that Evil End had taken over everything, Skeletor's dead and all this shit, and and everyone's playing an evil character. Everyone plays evil characters. Because I'm like, okay, she can't yeah, except for Sam. Sam played a, <laughs> Sam played a neutral bard. You know, which Sam just can't be a team player, can't no. he? Um, can't be evil. Uh, but right. but the thing is is that that I decided I was like I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have anybody be pallies anymore because obviously Jessica can't play a fucking good character save her life, <laughs> so I was like well I'm gonna make them evil because then they can have a little bit of fun. Um, another huge mistake um, because uh, like uh, every like another horrible player in this situation is Jared. Jared <laughs> was the typical emo bastard where everything was like. Like always melodramatic and life is horrible and stuff. Let me let me just ask one question about this, Jared. Did he play orphans who were lone wanderers looking for revenge against those who had killed their master or family or something like that, or didn't have a backstory and couldn't connect to people because that would be weak? Yeah, that's actually um, exactly. Yes, yeah. almost exactly. Yeah, almost, almost, almost. Like like um, he he didn't really he never had a family. And then one of his this was his stroke of genius. He was like, listen. Um, I think it would be cool if my character was like colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I, I'd like to hear this. How is being colorblind good roleplay? No, well, it, it, he wanted to add depth to his character because I, I said to him, "I was like, you know, give, give me something I can work with and stuff." He's like, "All right, my character's colorblind and he's an assassin, so when he kills people. When he kills them, he cuts off their ears because they never hear him coming." <laughs> It's like, dude, you're a fag. Like, you're horrible. But anyway, he he was bad, but he's not as bad as Jessica. Because that's pretty bad. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. But here's the thing: is that okay? Jessica, you know, Jessica's an evil character. Everyone's evil. Okay. She decides that, um, like, they go into this town and they're like raping and pillaging and killing all this shit. And she decides that that she doesn't want them to kill. She's like, no, don't kill this person. Like, you're fucking evil. Fucking kill him. And, and the thing is that I realized that that how she plays is is that whatever her character's supposed to be, she doesn't want to be that. Really? So, so she doesn't want to role play. 
she's she doesn't she doesn't understand the concept of being of being like set in your character. Not I mean she doesn't understand how to role play, okay? Right. She thinks that the she thinks that she has to constantly rebel against who her character is. And she doesn't do it in this like nuanced like kind Torture of cool way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just does it because she's a fucking bitch and she doesn't <laughs> want to play correctly. So does she play all her characters like herself essentially doing like what would Jessica do in this situation not yes. yeah every single character is her yeah. every single one like I have never seen her play a character that isn't her every single choice she makes is what she would do because that that sounds right because she sounds you know like she's a coward when she's a paladin but she's not bloodthirsty when she's evil yeah. so it sounds like she's this neutral kind of cowardly pragmatist opportunist basically boring yeah. Well, or, she, yeah. but she, she, uh, like, she always thought that the game had to be about her. Like, like oh. she always wanted the story to be like, like where she was like Drama this. Queen. Yeah, she wanted to be like the deity of everything and stuff. <laughs> so I gave her what she wanted in this instance because, like, uh, I've known her for a long time. Like, we grew up together, and I was kind of seeing her as Shira, like when we were kids. Like, I we play He Man as Shira, and she was Shira, and she's like tall and she's got blonde hair and stuff like that. So I mean, she kind of looks like her anyway. Um, and big butt. <laughs> Shearer's got a big old butt. Shearer got drunk in the yeah, trunk. No, she does. I watched. The, I watched the the Christmas special last night, and it really affirmed that. And also the incestual nature of He Man was kind of. He Man. Really he Man don't want there, none. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. He, he Man don't want none unless she got buns. <laughs> it's yeah, true. It's true. So, uh, the other difficult thing about playing it with Jared and Jessica is every time you try to set up any kind of plot point with either of them, they'll set it on fire. Like there's one there's one time we were like, playing that game. Or metaphoric. No, literally. Like the, there's one time like the Cody had set up this specific plot point. It was like you come upon uh, this tree and there's eggs in this tree. What are you gonna do? Jared was like, set them on fire. Oh, okay. Are 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 you sure? Yeah, I'm gonna set them on fire. I I don't I don't think you would. I'm setting them on fire. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Okay. The the two things about that is is that the eggs were going to be like this long term story plot point right, where right, eventually right. like the eggs the hatched. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 eggs yeah. would hatch and there'd be like these giant angels that like, go and like battle their Stratos's race from He Man. But anyway, <laughs> but adding some Final Fantasy things. Right, right. Like. But uh, but to be fair to Jared, he did have two bottles of wine that night. <laughs> he decided to get wasted. And and okay, and this was this That's was classic too. At the end, like they're battle, there's like this huge like undead king. He summons all of these like undead creatures and stuff. He's total badass, like level <laughs> level forty thousand sorcerer, you know, fucking badass as hell. And then everyone goes, okay, we're gonna leave, you know, we're gonna walk away because the guy like let them leave. And then Jared stops, and I go, what are you gonna do? And he goes, um, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. And I go, well, what were you gonna do? He goes, I was gonna fucking shoot an arrow through his fucking head. <laughs> It's like he's a level forty thousand sorcery, a fucking douchebag. Just walk away. It's like, it's like I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Yeah, we get that. Um, the great thing though, the Sounds great like thing. A very metal uh, person. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he's a no. fucking theater douchebag. Like he's uh, nothing. But like, here's the thing: yeah, is that Jessica and Jared were always at odds. Like because the two of them have these like terrible Type A personalities and stuff. They're always at odds. And I finally worked it around. To, it was just so like cool and organic how this had worked is eventually they all get captured and then they get thrown into like this into this fucking arena and the two of them are going to fight it out 
And I was like, fucking A. I was like, this, I mean, the next battle's gonna be sweet. And then Jessica says to me at the end of the round, because, like, you know, we're like, okay, next time you guys are gonna battle it out. She walks, she takes me aside and she goes, do I really have to fight him? Because, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Should I, should I really have to fight him? I'm like, it's a fucking game. It's role playing. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go and do it? So she decides, after all this time of fucking threatening his life and going to kill him and stuff, they get there in the ring and they're going to battle it out. She decides, we should work together. We need to work on the same team. Wow. And he goes, okay, sure. So they both work on the same team for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Completely ruined the story. Very passive-aggressive. So I mean, they're yeah. horrible, but like... Um, the, the the moment that got me my favorite moment of all of of that of at least that until we got to uh until we started playing mutants and masterminds my favorite moment of the D round was they're they're like l- sieging this like castle and stuff like that and um this is still the he-man game yeah this is still he-man game they're sieging this castle and they're in this like lush like jungle and all these soldiers are pouring out of there, and Jessica decides that she wants to um, she she wants to kill one or grab one, take him aside, kill him, and then put on his clothes and use her disguise kit because that fucking bitch loves her disguise kit. <laughs> she also wanted to set fire to the jungle because she didn't seem to understand the, that, the, yeah. the yeah the yeah the concept of setting fire to the jungle doesn't work. Yeah, you described. I, yeah. I remember you telling me about this. It was like a rainforest. Like, yeah, right. right. It was raining, probably. So, yeah. yeah. Well, she. So she killed. Like she, she, she says she wants to kill him. I was like, you can't do that. She's like, why? I was like, because there's forty thousand. There's like tons and tons of like soldiers coming. They'll see you. She's like, well, I'm gonna hide in the trees and stuff. You said it's like a jungle. I'm gonna hide in the trees. I'm like, you're not the predator. It's not <laughs> going to work. So. What was her character type? Was she like a rogue, uh, or was she? Well, a we use we what? use like WoW characters. We use like like or we okay. we use like World Warcraft like um uh, classes rules. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I can't remember what she was. Huh? No, oh no no no. What was she? It was a uh, it was an infiltrator. She was an infiltrator of all okay. things. And but and she was supposed to have like all these like really high stats and like gather right. information and shit like that. And she would never use them. Like she would just go around and just kill and keep going and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, she no. used her gather information. What she would essentially do is, she would, anytime we went anywhere, she would say she would go into a town. She'd be like, "Well, I've got the gather information ability, so do I know any of these people? Like, do I recognize anyone?" Like, she wouldn't like try to role play. She would just she like just ask it was Cody. Like Facebook for D and D. Yeah, exactly. That's why she would like. So do I like? Do I like know any of these people? Are they my friends? Like, 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 if we went to like an inn, she would like. Okay, so I'm looking at like the ledger at the inn. Do I like recognize a name? Do I like know anything? No, she wasn't smart enough to do that one though. Did she fucking yeah. a valley girl? That sort of. Yes. 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 Oh my god. So. Like, oh my god. She uh. Like, I I tried to tell her. I said to her, I was like, you cannot go and kill a guy and then drag him off and put on his clothes. It won't work. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't right, make sense. Right, it's all on one mass right. troop. I mean, unless there's isolated characters. She throws her hands up, and she goes, she goes, fine, someone fucking stabs me, and I die. Are you happy? And then she crosses her arms and starts getting tears in her eyes. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I realized then I don't want to play with her ever again. Ever, 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 okay. ever, ever. All right. 
But since there's the mutants and masterminds story right. coming up, I assume you did. This right. Didn't take well, see, I, I lived with her at the time, so uh, uh, so I couldn't like just leave the house with like my dice and be- and like <laughs> stuff, and then she's like, "Where are you going? Oh, nowhere." You know. Did you get laid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just so, the, the different type of role play. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so anyway. Um, I started doing Mutants and Masterminds um, because I'm a huge comic book fan. I just wanted to try like writing out like different comic stories and stuff that I had, and um, uh, that was a whole group of just like that. Uh, out of two, out of like I think we had six people in that. Yeah, we, we had six people in that. Jared was there. He never showed up. He played one game with us. His power was to uh, like. Uh, he was a, into rocks. Right, no, 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 no. He was essentially he was essentially absorbing man, right? Like from from the Marvel U. But he like there was no limitation on his powers. It was really ridiculous. Like it was, and he, he also had the rules. In other words. Yeah, and he had like drug habit and stuff. It was really stupid. But he showed up for like one game and then never showed up again. Don't eat all of them. But anyway, and he goes. Uh, so, but then there was Tim, and I love Tim to death. Tim's a wonderful person. Tim's the one who, but the same Tim. That, yeah, 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 Asian Tim. Yeah. Uh, Tim. Tim's character, like he, he's really, really good at, at like figuring out loopholes and shit. Right. And he ended up making a character that can walk into a room and end up like getting out. Like he carried like guns, but n- yeah, like he could phase through walls. Yeah, he could carry like six guns, and each gun could shoot like a billion shoot, times. No, no, it sh- no, he shot. He he could legitimately get off four shots per round. Right. So he would walk into a room of henchmen, kill off all the henchmen that I had, and then go after the main guy. Like I mean, it was like it was terrible. He was so overpowered. But um, he actually did role play, so he was okay. He was fine. And he wanted um, to have knives on the ends of his pistol. God, I hated him. I hated okay, him so much. Let me take a stop. Bayonet pistols. Yes, right, right. it didn't make any sense, and he made me mad. <laughs> So the gun o knife Obamatron kind of Something thing. Something like that. Well, why don't we take this up uh, for a second and talk about, like, uh, both your view. Like, for one thing I want to know is, like, all these D&D games, these he- He-Man games especially, um, did you really have fun in them? I mean, really, like, aside from Jessica, was the game fun outside of it? Because- I, I had a good time because I, like... I was she wasn't developing her character, so I did it for her. So it was like I, I mean she was doing all of the actions and things, but like her character was I mean of course she was Shira, and I like did a lot with her character to make it like it was cool in my own head and like like I had a lot of good things like with story and really the story wasn't about her she was just right. sort of a side character because um, my friend Andy had um, a character that was really really good and Sam's character was great. There was a lot of subtleties to her character that only she and I. So really, knew. she was like so. the, she and Jared were like the two sore spots of the campaign. Right. But other than that, it was good. Yeah, it was a good campaign. Otherwise, like I mean, because I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't really like we. I I would. I would play Jer- Jessica's character, and then I would just like play off of Sam and and Andy. Right. And the, I mean, I, I I legitimately think that those He-Man rounds were some of the best rounds of my life. Like I mean, they were, they were legitimately fun. So I mean, so. that's a sense you've already you'd already by that point figured out how to deal with bad players in some ways. I mean, you can sort of uh, isolate them to a certain uh, extent, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, like the the thing about her during that time, at least, is that Jessica was she was ridiculous, and. Basically, I mean, she was essentially useless in every single round, so you didn't have to really worry about her doing anything. Okay. Like, she wouldn't fuck anything up too bad, but she wouldn't do anything to help out the team Just either. Just the occasional boneheaded maneuver that made everybody, you know, yeah. groan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she, she, she was just... She just throw a hissy fit. Yeah, I mean, she, like, her... 
how she played her character wasn't nearly as bad as having to deal with her in real life. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that she was just really kind of hard. Like, she, if she didn't get her way, she would feel like I was paying attention to other players instead of her. And right. she acted like I didn't care about her character when, when, in fact, like, I really legitimately liked her character. It's just I didn't like how she played it, you know? Right. So. Well, I mean, that, and so that, that's sort of the important thing. I mean, you can, you know, that people say, oh, you don't, you shouldn't play with bad players or whatever. But, you know, in some cases that you can deal with one bad player. I think you, yeah. you, you shouldn't necessarily give up a game or cancel um, something just because of one bad apple. I no. think it's, uh, and even it, to a certain extent, you sort of either learn how to avoid her bad playing and keep it from contaminating the rest of the game for the most part. Yeah, I mean, and I think it, that's the, the key here. Yeah, I, like she, I don't know. Like, and it makes you appreciate the good players even more. Yeah, yeah, and and I would tell I would tell Andy every night. Um, we would go uh, we'd go off and talk amongst ourselves because he would do all the cr- character creation stuff and I'd do all the DMing, and uh, we would kind of talk about how the story was going. And he and I kind of formulated the story together, but he didn't ever know what was going on. We would just kind of talk things over and stuff, and like that, those were the really fun moments because he's. He's such a great role player. Like he's he's really really good at it. Right. Um. For for how like horrible she is. Like he, that's how great he is. And Sam's great too because like like I mean it, it's be, no it's because it's, it's not be, to the girlfriend. No 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 no. But I'm, no but seriously like like um her character her character in uh in the the He Man round was like very very subtle and a lot of people just didn't didn't get her. Right. Because like there were. There was just all these little like nuances to her, like like when they went into when they went and like her facing this undead king and shit like that. Like everyone wanted to fight their way out, they wanted to kill her way out, but she sacrificed like part of her soul to him. She okay. was the she but and like she was the only person that actually thought about trying to do something differently, and it caught me off guard as a DM because I was planning this huge battle. Okay, so I mean, you know, like I said, for every like horrible character, there's always. At least two so, people. Yeah, I think that, again, that's sort of the big thing to take away from this part is that a bad player isn't necessarily the end. It's the right. uh, learning how to deal with them, learning how to keep the game good. Focus yeah. on the game and not don't, you know, agonize over a single bad apple unless they're psychotically bad which right. uh, now let's go back to the immune to masterminds it sounds like she got worse as time went on yeah immune to masterminds was actually um, what uh, actually almost made me stop playing role playing games altogether because that it bad. was yeah it was it was was it just her or was it Jared well, as well well um, first off first off I didn't like the I don't like the system um, Uh-oh. so Tom's not gonna like it well, I mean no offense no offense I mean like like we did we didn't I know man it's like we did, I don't. I don't think that I. I had a good round with somebody that knew how to play it, and my problem was is that there was a lot of guessing game, and I think that's also just on my part of being just a bad DM. Sometimes well, so you were also so. doing first edition, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we had a mix well, of okay, first actually, and second actually, edition. Actually, dude, so. dude, if we're talking about the first edition, I completely agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah, totally. we mi- we we downloaded an update of the second edition and mixed it with the first edition, no, so no, it was no, no, really no, no, no. confusing. Yeah, yeah. Do, don't do that. Yeah, just get second edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rule, you know, there's always people talk about, oh, rule zero, it's your game, do whatever you want. Well, if you, the rules that are written, you know, you can't. Yeah, make like them they all. updated yeah. they updated the first edition for a reason, and Good they wrote rules like, go a long way. Yeah, yeah. So. The 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 battle system was really was very very. Um, 
it's very open to interpretation because there's no hit points. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's just re- the damage saves. Right, right, right. And it, it's really open to interpretation as to how how bad something was. And um, so like I had to agonize over like over shit like that. But like the the character like. Um, <sighs> Jessica decided. This is like, my favorite story. Like, ever. here's the thing: is that everyone had come up with these really great characters. Sam's character was based off of Mega Man in a way. Yes, like <laughs> she was a super nice. fighting robot. And, you um, can't have an RPG without ripping off some, you know, piece of sci-fi, video right. game, fantasy, or something. But like, what was funny is she's trying. She was trying to. She was trying to emulate human beings. Like she would yeah. go around and like, and there's a lot of subtle nuances to that character as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Really cool. Like that. Tried character. and true archetype. Right. Yeah. My my roommate, my current roommate now is his his character. Uh, Andy's character's name was Peter Long. He was the guy that could <laughs> multiply uh, himself, and um, he, all of his stats and skills were based on um, trying to get himself laid. <laughs> so he had a really high spot check, so he could scope out the ladies. Um, he had immunity to disease, so he could never get any STDs. Um, he would like make multiple versions of himself, so he could um, like get into orgies with himself with all these women and stuff and um does he, it count if it's yourself yeah is it gay he, if it's yeah, yourself no it's not so he and he also had like uh, a high pheromone like he had this really weird pheromone that made women just automatically attracted to him this right. comes into play much later but he uh keep that in mind yeah yes. yeah foreshadowing so he was he was like you know he thought put a lot of thought in his character and he was always on he was always his character I mean, he never tried to play, like, the super heroic guy. He was a guy trying to get laid, but not in, like, a, an annoying way. Right. You know? And um, and everyone had come up with, like, you know, pretty good characters. And then I asked Jessica, I was like, so what do you want to do with your character? And she goes, I want to make my character the Witchblade. <laughs> and she said it just like that. I'm Seriously. not joking. She would go, I'm going to be... The Witchblade. <laughs> because Jessica spent hours on Wikipedia researching the most ridiculous female superheroes she could possibly find. Yeah. And she came up with The Witchblade. Was she even a fan of the comic? Or no! That? She never fucking read the comic. Like, she wanted... she Thank wanted you, Wikipedia. She wanted yes. to be Miss Marvel from, um, from the, the Marvel Universe. Yeah, like oh, okay, the, the blonde-haired yeah. one and stuff like that. Oh, she's got and, a new comic out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. She wanted yes. to... Yeah, she we wanted but instead, she chose the Witchblade. And, uh... Because she wears less clothing. <laughs> Seriously, is that her reason? No, 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 no. no. Um, side, that's just side note, side note. When she says the word Witchblade, that's also the... Uh, that's also how she says the movie. Uh, she Okay, she came <laughs> She came home one day and she goes, she goes, guess what movie I bought? And I go, what movie did you buy? She goes, Stir of Echoes. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Stir of Echoes? Who gives a fuck, you know? Okay, but anyway. It was a good movie. Okay, yeah, but still. But, okay. Echoes. Back to Witchblade, though. Yes. Back to Witchblade. Serious business. Okay, so so she um she was like, she wanted to be the Witchblade, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then when we were doing actual character creation, she was like, she goes, well, I want my character to fly. Okay, well, you're going to have to put points in flying. Okay, well, I want my character to have swords as well. Okay, well, you're going to have to put put you know points in that. And she goes, okay, well, and my character has to have, like, this incredible armor because, like, the Witchblade is armor. And it can come on automatically because it's the Witchblade and it senses when I'm in danger. And she's, like, listing off all this stuff and, like, she doesn't have the points to spend on that. She can't do it. 
Like you can't I make be God, that character. But you know, right? I want to be God's roommate. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. God's hard to do with power level ten to start. Yeah. With. Right. Exactly. exactly. But she tried. She tried so hard, and she would get so pissed off because we wouldn't give her everything that she wanted because like, because she, she wanted the witchblade, and she also just, didn't understand that like none of us had. Like, all of us had just had to f- gotten the book and had to figure out how to create characters on our own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we had to yeah. figure out how to create characters on our own. And yeah. so we, we just learned how to do this. And then she expected us to teach her how to do it. Yeah, she would, like, she would shove the book at people. And go, or, or no, like, like Tim said to her, he goes, he goes, witch yeah, like, Tim said to her, he goes, he goes, well, uh, she goes, what is, she goes, what does this thing mean? And he goes, I don't know, you have the book. And she goes... And she passed the book to him and shoved it in his face. He goes, okay, I'll read it to you. So he had to, like, read the fucking description to her and explain it to her because, wow. like, she is illiterate. But, um... <laughs> well, wait. Um, I'm not just, making fun of literate Not everybody listeners. would know what Mutants and Masterminds is. Just for a reference point. Power Level 10, what superhero or super character would you consider Power Level 10 about? I mean, I'm um, thinking Cannonball before he went all crazy. Yeah, I would go there. I would go there. Uh, the New Warriors. I, uh, I would say any, like... Robin is even more than Power Level 10. <laughs> I would say like B any like B list like superhero you can possibly think anybody that was on like the Justice League International well, Justice the League Well, the Centurion, their Superman is power level sixteen. Oh okay. yeah 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 yeah. yeah so. Well, see, I would say like like I would say like Booster Gold or like Blue Beetle Boost, yeah. or like you know you know before or after he got shot. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, no, we don't have to bring up Ted's death. Like, but anyway, oh, I hit a sword you know, no, you did because yeah. I did. I, I cried when Ted died. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, you I, I, my dad. Well, my dad was my dad was in Iraq at the time, and I had called him. And I was like, Dad, Dad, the Blue Beetle died, and he goes, So did a bunch of Iraqis. <laughs> yeah, he's like, There's shit bombing all around me. I was like, Dad, the Blue Beetle died. And he's like, God damn it, boy. <laughs> Cody cries in but, sad songs. I do. But anyway, back to Witchblade. Okay, so just, now that we know, you know, right. basically Booster Gold, right? Witchblade. But she she essentially wanted like a godlike character, and and anytime like I start a new game with people, I try to tell them um, automatically. Think about what your backstory is before we actually even start. It. I want right. you know think about who your family is. Think about like uh, and especially this one because I wanted everyone to have like okay, well, who's your family? Um, why is it important for you to have a secret identity? Do you have a secret identity? Like I wanted to work with that, and. Um, and she saw what I did with He-Man and saw that I could take pop culture and like and, it not and suck. Yeah, and, and weave it around to make it like this really kind of cool storyline. And she so one day she like came up to me and um I had noticed on her history on the internet that there was a lot of Wikipedia articles. I was like, Oh god help. <laughs> so she came up to me and she goes, Hey, I came up with a really great idea for my backstory. I was like I go, Okay, well what's what's that? She goes she goes, my dad is Indiana Jones. And I go, what? What the fuck did you just say to me? She goes, my dad's Indiana Jones. And I go, that's fucking... St-. I go, okay, okay, explain that. She goes, she goes, well, I just thought that'd be kind of cool. I'm like, I guess, you know, kind of. I go, but wouldn't that make your character like 60 or something like that? You know, like, I mean, like logically, like timeline-wise course you know one point for immunity aging we can do that right well yeah and she did that she actually did that she 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 um weaved it around to where she was immortal when she took the witch blade off or something like that but she never took the witch blade off so it didn't make any sense you know and um so she uh so i like three days later i come home from doing from like school or something and she goes hey um 
I have my origin story typed up. I want you to read it. Uh-oh. That's yeah. a warning sign. Yeah. Right. So you know. Yeah. I go, okay, good. So I sat down, and I was reading this just atrociously, like, ungrammatical, like, just piece of shit. And I'm an English major, so you can kind of, like, <laughs> empathize we with me. But Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. So she, uh... The story is is that Indiana Jones um, decides that he is going to go back and marry Willie, the bitch from the second movie, um, Temple of Doom, blonde-haired <laughs> bitch. So, like, which doesn't make any sense to me. I thought Marion was a much better like lay, but anyway. <laughs> so he goes and he marry he goes and marries fucking Willie from Temple of Doom, and they have two they have two daughters. They're twins. Right. One of them is Jessica's character, and she apparently has a twin sister. All right. Okay, uh, I'm like, okay, comic book motif. I can I can accept that. That's fine. So, Indiana Jones uh, ends up like uh, his family gets kidnapped by Nazis because the Nazis are fucking Bitchy. like they hate Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, like, to be fair, they they do hate Indiana well, Jones. No, they do, they do. And I gave her the benefit of the doubt on that. And what they're doing now is they're trying to find this mystical like gauntlet. That is one of the... The infinity? No, no. The Witchblade. Which is one of the nine, like, relics of Christ, is what she said. <laughs> no. Right, right. I'm not joking. It was like... Jesus, the Witchblade. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus loved its sword of... Jesus, yes, the sort of Jesus. The Jesus scimitar. Yeah, yeah we came up with Jesus scimitar as her arch nemesis. No, it would be a katana. Christ is cooler. Than <laughs> right. That. Yes, it would be. But um, the Christ katana. But <laughs> Christana. <laughs> Holy Christana. But okay, so I think there's an order of Jesuit ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so she decides that she wants to go in and and do that. Uh, like so so the Nazis go and they they kidnap Indiana's family and they tell them they're like, well, if you want your family, you have to help us recover like this this like gauntlet. And um, apparently Indiana Jones had already had it or something like that. He had it in his possession for wow. somehow. But anyway. So this is the death trap that the Nazis come up with. They put um, fucking Sean Connery, uh, Willie from Temple of Doom, and Jessica's character in a bucket over a well. Wait, Sean Connery? I thought that was Indiana Jones' dad. Yeah, that's yeah. Indiana Jones' dad. Yeah, oh, okay. he lives with them because of oh, okay. bad hospice care. You know, like they needed. A, he he, yeah, he, he, he disappears fast. I mean, right. Yeah. right. He he hurt his hip, and they had to. Right, clearly. So, so they're all in this bucket, above, like, I mean, I can't imagine how big his fucking bucket is. <laughs> More but, of a tub, I would imagine. Right. So it's this huge, like, bucket over this it's well. Like yeah, over this well. And, uh, and Jessica's twin sister, who's, like, 12 at this time, like, they're both 12 years old or something, is holding the rope that is, like, keeping their bucket over the well. But the, but the rope is made of barbed wire. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, like, yes, she's 12 years old. Uh-huh. And she can hold, uh, uh, like, a 78-year-old man, like a grown woman, and, like, her 12-year-old sister. I had problems with that as well. Well, it's also that, you know, the first Indiana Jones movie is 1936. Uh, yeah, no, I, no. I, I'm, I'm. The Nazis would be long gone. Now. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, again, it didn't make sense. Like this takes, but like, hey, hey Nazis this... are still around now. Yeah, exactly. Well, neo Nazis. No, the South American well, Nazis. Well, like, you know, if we're talking, if she was born in you know 36, 
That would be 48. Well, she it said that she was yeah she was born in like 1940s or something like that, and like this took place in the 50s. She had said that, that like it said there that, that she was that it took place in the 50s. We shouldn't question it too uh, much, otherwise we'll delve into madness ourselves. Right, right, right. The Necronomicon. I that's mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That way lies madness. All right, that's what I'm saying. Is that okay? So, uh, Grandpa uh, Willie and Jessica in, in in a big in a big old bucket. <laughs> Above this well with a uh, barbed wire rope holding them up. And the barbed wire is cutting into the little girl's hands and stuff. And she lets go of it. And the bucket falls into the well. And it kills Sean Connery and kills the mom. But Jessica, like, used their bodies to shield her so she wouldn't <laughs> die. And said it. It's a, a true player it. character. Right. I can tell you that. So then she says that she had to climb up the rope. With her like with her hands and the barbed wire was eating in her hands, which immediately I said to her afterward, I go, that doesn't make any sense. How'd she climb out of the well when there's no slack for the for the rope? Like it, it yeah, fell down with you. Wire. Yeah. yeah, no, so really. I mean, well, no, when it, but it uh, fell. Yeah. But it fell. I'm saying but it's, it's like stiff. It's barbed wire. But she dropped it. But like there's it's, nothing. The other end is anchored. To. Right. That's what I'm saying. At the top, there's nothing that. No one's holding it. Like she can't climb on it because it's all down there in the well. I assume with her. the since the, the the other sister would let go that she wouldn't be able to pick it back up. Oh, this is alive. I, right. It could be tied off. No, Again, it's we're, not. See, we're delving into magic. Anyway, anyway, we we should. <laughs> so <laughs> she true, we have. so she climbs all the way back up and then she goes and finds her dad and her sister like is nowhere to be found or something like that. I think she'd I was, probably become a Nazi. Yeah. See, I, I was going to write her in to do something. I can't remember what I was going to do with her now, Vampire but Nazi. yeah. So, <laughs> so sorceress, as directed by Uva Boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The true villain. So she ends up going in and she sees that his eye, like Indiana's eye, gets cut out because. <laughs> He comes bit. No, no. He, he, Maybe Jessica is really an avant-garde experimental performance artist, and right. you're just all part of some joke she's selling right. to the art world. Well, they, they, they this is the most in-depth character well, background. Well, like they cut his eye out. They cut his eye out because if you watch Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, he doesn't have an eye whenever he's older. He's got an eye patch, and she saw that on Wikipedia, so she decided to fill in the blanks. I'm not joking. This is what I figured out. You know, we didn't accuse you of. Joking. No, I know, I know. I know. Okay. So anyway, I read it and I don't even know what to say because you're like, how do you tell someone that this is just absolutely fucking horrible, you know, without hurting her feelings, you know? And <laughs> so I just said to her, I go, okay, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, that's your story. But, and it was going to end up working in the overall like realm of this story because I was going to talk about how the multiverse was collapsing and how, you know, someone from the history was being rewritten. So that made right, right. And the, and that the top cow universe started mixing in with like, with like the other universe. And I ended up, or Barry universe is being a bitch. Right, right, right. And eventually like, like I, I included Barry Allen into the story too, because Barry Allen's this lost soul that always disappears because he's one of the greatest flashes ever. Um, but anyway, so, um, uh, Anyway, her character, she said beforehand that her character was the balance between good and evil and that she has to go and kill evil and stuff so that so that she can like make it balanced again. To which we responded, "Well, what happens whenever you tip the balance the other way and there's too much good in the world?" And she goes, "Oh, that will never happen because that's just, you know." Right, right. And I I was going to actually include it to the point where no, it does happen and you have to kill your own teammates, but she never got around to that. Must be a pretty good world though. I mean, genocide, slavery, poverty racism right. all that's been erased except for those fucking superheroes right right <laughs> so so she decides that she um 
so like her the problem is is that her character does lethal damage so she goes around and stops anybody she's gonna kill him <laughs> so obviously non-hero like like these characters aren't aren't the punisher i tried to i tried to do a, a mix of four color world and like a, a grim and gritty world and um I was trying to do like a combination of the, of the two. It's like you know, if you're a hero, you're not going to kill anybody, you know. So, very first game, very first round, um, all the heroes meet up at this other hero's funeral. This is the first time they're going to meet. Villains show up, crash the funeral. She goes up to one of the main boss characters that was going to be a recurring character throughout the story, and she fucking cuts his head off. She killed him. She killed my fucking NPC main villain that was going to show up for the rest of the game. You didn't learn the Doctor Doom lesson, which is if the villain dies, it's not the villain. It's a robot. Double. Right. <laughs> I was going to do a clone. I employ the GM Fiat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. 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 He teleports away. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about it. Like I, I ended up doing clones instead. It was going to be a clone, but like. Clones work. It's a comic book world. I mean, to be honest, that that's very in genre for a comic. Right, right, right. So she she kills him, and everyone hates her and stuff like that. And then, like for the next two or three games, she's just really confrontational with everybody, and no one gets along with her. And I liked that aspect of it because, like, right, like it it upset her because she didn't like that everyone was pissed off at her for for do for like for killing everyone that we came in contact with so she eventually decided to write a new character yeah so like like i mean it's like sam said is that is that she she was so upset by everyone like picking on her all the time and like like talking shit to her and stuff that she decided to make a new character so she gets on she gets on wiki again she gets on wikipedia and she yeah she lives on Wikipedia. yeah so she goes through and she's like researching again and she comes up to me and she goes okay i have a new character okay what's your character um, I based her off of Wolfsbane. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Wolfsbane, eh? Fucking X-Factor, X-Force reject. Like, good. Is that the Irish like, one, or is that the... It's Wolverine. Uh, no, it's like, it's like Chick Wolverine. Oh, okay. Like, that's it. All right, her only power was enhan- enhanced sense of smell. She could smell things really, really well. Right. That was her power. Fucking ridiculous, horrible power. <laughs> Okay, and again, she has claws, so she does lethal damage. So if she fights anyone, she will kill them again. <laughs> and she doesn't ever get that. She doesn't understand it. So then she tells me, she goes, I have an idea of who my father is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you? Who's your father? She goes, it's Lionel and Chitara from the Thundercats. <laughs> Oh my god, you make me hate pop culture. You make me hate what we do. So... Your pain is our pain. And probably, this is the biggest moment where I realized she doesn't know how to roleplay and I never want to play with her again. This is the moment I realized it. The turning point. Right. Yeah. They get to a bar. Like, the opening scene is a, is a bar of superheroes and supervillains. Common motif. There is Peter Long, uh, my friend Andy's character, um, who um, has Super lots of sexy. sex. Right. Right. Uh, always has a one-liner. He's drunk at the bar. There's five clones of him, also drunk going around and hitting on women and stuff like that um jessica's character is in the bar and she has super enhanced sense of smell what we have here is five clones of one guy who all have the same abilities so they are leaking their pheromones so being that she's an animal character and she has super sense of smell she should be going like fucking horny as shit 
like she's smelling his pheromones. She should be humping his leg right now. I mean, I mean, at least she, make a will save to resist it. Right, right, right. She should have done something, you know. So I said to her, I was like, I go, you're really horny right now, and she goes, she goes, no, I'm not. And I go, no, your character has to be. And she goes, she goes, no. I go, you're an animal-based character. You are from Thundara. You have, like, you, you're an animal-based character. You would want to have sex with him right now. And she goes, she goes, no, I'm more human than I am animal. You know, and she's saying all of this stuff so she can just justify that. She thinks that having sex with Andy in the, in the game means that she's having sex with Andy in real life. You know, as she can't, she couldn't, she couldn't put that out there. She couldn't realize that there's a difference. You know, which was a major problem with it. So then, the next day... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, say the best line ever. That's my favorite wait. part. Oh, you go ahead, because I don't remember. Um, she's like, well, I'd really be thinking about what... Oh, no, that, that, that comes later. That, that comes, comes later? later. I'll, let I could... I'll let you do it, but, let, but that comes later. Oh, uh, I really thought that was the okay. same Yeah, 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 no, it was the, it was the next day. Yeah, it was the next day, but uh, I, I have to come... I have to tell about, like, the one thing she contributed to, the, like, okay. this entire game. Okay, so... All the characters go outside because uh, this one chick is going crazy and stuff. They have to follow her outside, and they have to go and protect her. <laughs> and they go outside, and, like, it's a really fooly-cooly moment where she, like, pulls out this, like, monster out of her head. Like, there's oh, a yeah, vortex yeah. in her head and stuff. I stole it from fooly-cooly, but I don't care. And there's this giant, like, Morrisonian monster, this Grant Morrisonian monster. And I tried – I specifically designed him to be, like, something you would see in Doom Patrol. Like, really kind of this nice. fucked up – you have no idea what – and he – his – the things that are offends him, like he'll kill people that that do things that offend him, and the things that happen to offend him is people that drink water. So this person's drinking water, so it goes over, and he's like gonna kill him and shit like that, you know. And I just did it because it's like I've I just want to end this fucking game. I was just, <laughs> just trying to do something. So he's like killing all of them, and everyone's fighting him and stuff. And they knock him down, and he presses something on his on his like uh, on his arm, and it's supposed to be a predator moment where like he's gonna self destruct and he's gonna blow up. And um, so Tim goes over. He's an electronics expert. He's trying to figure. Or no, no. Sam goes over and she's trying to fix it. And she's trying to because she's a robot. She tries. Robot. Yeah, she tries to shut it down. It won't shut down. Oh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And Jessica goes, "I've got it." I'm like, okay. And she runs off. I'm like, <laughs> all right. She goes back into the bar and she says to the bartender, "She goes, I need a." She goes, "I need a pitcher of water." And the guy goes. And like, like I mean, me as me as the DM, I go, okay, you get a pitcher of water. <laughs> Write it down in your inventory. <laughs> but so then she runs back, she runs back out there, and she dumps the water onto the onto the guy's like thing. And I go, congratulations, you have made his bomb wet. <laughs> and she goes, it didn't do anything. It didn't like 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 sure. short circuit it. And I go. No. Why would it do that? This guy's from a fifth parallel dimension fighting the lunar linear church. Like, I just randomly mashed words together because that's what Morrison would do. <laughs> well, he would be on drugs. Right, right, right. And, and so she got so pissed off and she wanted to kill me because, like, I wouldn't, like, let her save the day through that, you know, whatever. And she also got pissed off because everyone left the bar without her. And I said to her, you're a new character. Your character doesn't know any of them. They don't, she doesn't fucking know any of them. Like, why would that happen? You know, total stupid bitch. Next day, <laughs> next day, she says, I said to her, I go, I, I finally had to confront her. I go, right. I said to her, I was like, you have to play your character. You didn't play it correctly last night. And I think that's bullshit. I think you should have, I think you should have, like, tried to have sex with Andy. Because it's not real life. It's just a fucking game. And then she says this. 
Well, I mean, my character, like, she would be thinking about, uh, you know, like, whether or not, uh, like, he, she, he'd obviously been drinking, and, like, whether or not I'm on birth control, or whether or not he's got a condom, like, because, I mean, like, I don't want to get pregnant. I was like... That's just, that's just ridiculous. That's how she justified it, is that, is that, well, my character thinks, well, I'm not on birth control, and he probably doesn't have a condom, so I'm not going to have sex Which with him. Which we all know is exactly what animals are thinking. Yes! The right. presence of pheromones that make Cat women don't take birth control, and they, they have to have condoms, and they do not have sex with drunk men. So that's the way it works. They don't want to have their litters. Sorry to disappoint you, all you uh, anime geeks out there, but that's the truth. Yeah. That's the way it works. Those cat girls, yeah, they're very, they're prudes. They're prudes. Cat women are they're prudes. They're teasers. They're not nearly as loose as those internet cat girls. That's just all animated. <laughs> that's that ain't all real. Fake anyway. That's not, yeah, that's not real. They're not like real cat women, you know. All right. Um, well, it sounds pretty classic story of, you know, the introduction of a bad player, dealing with it, managing it, and then realizing that you can't fundamentally change a player like that. Yeah. If, they don't, if they aren't introspective, if they're not really engaged in the game, wanting to change. If they don't want to change, they're not going to change. No. And so, I think you did the right thing, I mean, overall. Well, and uh, we... Like, I moved out of her house uh, this summer. That and, helps, too. Yeah. Yes. And when I moved out, I moved in with Andy, and he and I ran a, a, a D&D game for um, a little while. And then, like, schedules got all, like, screwed up, so we couldn't play it. But um, I actually asked uh, Tim, I go, should I invite Jessica? He goes, no. <laughs> Fuck no. And we never did. And uh, The world's been a better place. Yeah, us. clearly. I mean, and she gets so pissed off when I tell her. Like, she'll she'll come over on Thursday nights every once in a while. And I'm like, well, I got to go. I got to go to my friend Ross's. We're going to go and play. Uh, we're going to play some, like, role-playing games and stuff. And she's like, ah, okay. Well, fine. Go have fun. I'm like, I'm not going to invite you. I can't do it. You're right. so annoying. We'll be back in just a second. Um, so we're back, and I'd like to talk, just go everyone's reactions and sort of talk overall uh, about what to do with bad players. I mean, we've sort of talked about the main strategies are to educate, try and break them of their habits, and then to isolate, either minimize their impact in the game, if the game is fun otherwise, or just cut them out entirely. And there's a lot of issues, both in-game and out-of-game. I mean, when you have a player who, you know, is close in real life, so you can't just isolate them entirely, then that's another set of issues. Um, so I just go around and get everyone's thought on, thoughts on the subject. Tom? Yeah. Well, first of, all, first of all, it depends on a number of factors. First of all is how merciful you are. Some, you know, some people want to keep giving them another chance and another chance. And you know, if you have a, if you have a pretty draconian GM, then you know one fuck. Up. I've had GMs where one fuck up, you're out. Really? Yeah. It, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it was almost like. Oh, be gone by now. Yeah, I yeah, would, no, no, clearly. I would never play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, this uh, that the, that guy. I didn't game with him Is that much. About, Squiggy. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. yeah, that was another. Hey, yeah, that, that was another. Th- <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, that was one thing. Another thing you did. I just forgot to mention last time was. He was very judgmental of players. If you if you did one thing that annoyed him, he'd give you like, you know, the uh, one stern way. All right, enough bullshit. All right, <laughs> we're playing a game here. This is I, he wouldn't go as far as like this is serious. Like we're playing a game here. We're not fucking around. <laughs> 
And this isn't supposed to be fun, goddammit. <laughs> We're trying to deal with serious social issues in the world of gaming and World of Warcraft. And uh, But if you fucked up again, you were gone. Of course, he only uh, there was like this little core group that you know they could fuck around all they wanted. Oh, okay. But, Favoritism. Yeah, but mm-hmm. and also it depends on how distracting they are. I mean, if you yeah, you can have an annoying player, but as long as they just kind of sit in the back and like Jessica was earlier. yeah, like just like she was earlier, you can yeah. and you can get around that. And yeah. If you've got really good players, you can even have a really an annoying bad player and still have things be okay. It all depends on what the group is itself. Yeah. But you really that's what you have to judge is uh, how distracting the bad player is and how much and how they're detracting from everyone else. I think it, it's important to note it's okay to have a bad player in the game if it's still fun, and it's okay to kick someone out. Don't feel like you have to include everyone in a game. I mean, if no one's having fun or if everyone's getting pissed off because of one player, kick them out. I mean, it's a little socially awkward to do it, but, I mean, yeah. come on. just It's okay to do it. You have our permission to do it. you got to man up. Exactly. And on the other hand, you don't have to kick out a player if he's being a little bitch. It, or she's being, you know, a little bitch or whatever. If everyone else is having fun, it just depends on, again, the whole point of the game is to have fun and do whatever it takes to do that without, you know, killing people in real life. Because that's just, I mean, you know. Anyways. Um, how I feel about it is is that uh, obviously you're not going to play with total strangers. You're going to play with your friends. So it's... I mean, like you said, it's socially awkward. It's it's, it's awkward to try and kick somebody out, you know. And uh, I, I would have a hard time telling someone you can't come back again because you suck and you make everyone awkward. I personally, I feel like um, you can't teach someone to act and you can't teach someone to role play. Like she doesn't she doesn't have a creative aspect. In her, I mean, she has like maybe an idiot savant kind of creative aspect, but she doesn't have like an acting like aspect to her. So therefore, she's not going to be a good role player. So the only thing you can do is try and work with her character or work with someone's character as much as you can to try and make that character fun and interesting. And if they are crazy and they do say fucked up shit and they like threaten people. Which I forgot to mention that Jessica actually choked my friend Tim in the middle of a round once. Um, that's a true story. But, like... Um, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Physical assault of other players should be a big warning sign. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. And that, that was during the Mutants and Masterminds game, so that's kind of... That was when things were tumbling apart. But, um... Like, I mean, if it gets, like, really that bad, like, I guess we probably should have kicked her out just because, like, it was getting, like, she, she was getting too emotionally, like, involved in, into it, you know, is, is, I think it comes down to that, like, I mean, it, it's, it's just so hard to tell a friend that I like hanging out with you, but you can't play games with us anymore. <laughs> like, well, you don't have to, you uh, can frame it easy, it's just, right. you know, it's not working out, um, the other play, yeah, that that's a good point. I mean, it's hard to do that, so try and not make it confrontational. Yep. Saying yeah. it's just not working out. I mean, I'm not saying anything about you as a friend. We'll still hang out, but you know, I'm not having fun. You're not having fun. Yeah, uh, the other players aren't <laughs> having fun. So why don't we just quit while we're ahead? And and I think the the thing about her though was is that even though like she was ridiculous, I still had fun with other people, and I can still tell like these amazingly insane, awkward stories for a very long time and I think that I have at least that for me that I got you have your scars yeah 
I think what also works is if you stop telling them what time you're meeting. <laughs> it's a little passive aggressive, but I mean, at least in the short term. No, that, that's that's Cody with a capital, uh, a capital that's, C. That's just the way I roll. Yeah, uh, passive aggressive. I think is a really good way to do it. Uh, really, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I know it sounds terrible, but you know, just. Uh, I mean, yeah. If you if you're not really ready to do the direct conversation, <laughs> yeah. I mean. It, 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 it's a little judging us. Yeah, be I'm a judging. chicken shit. Yeah. That, that, that's from my household. Be a chicken shit. Fuck them. Don't tell them. What are you doing tonight? Just gonna go shove dice in my ass at my friend's house. You wouldn't like it. We're recording it for the internet. Okay? Yeah. You get paid. You wouldn't like it. Uh, no, I would. Where is it on the internet? Damn it. Gosh, she doesn't take a hint. Yeah. It's, a, it's like, yeah, it's a little thing we do. We're online. I'm shoving dice up my ass. And each time a person can click a button, I have to put another die in my ass. I've got a movie coming out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, there's there's a movie coming out, apparently. Yeah. Die in your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean. Ass die. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... Again, I guess well, I, I took. There's a, a variety off. of approaches, but I yeah. mean, the overall thing is remember to have fun and yeah. do what you can. I mean, whatever approach you can take, uh, any of these approaches you can take to help a player out or to help the game out um, is worth trying. And again, if you have a problem with someone, uh, contact us and uh, we'll try to help you out. And uh, the, if we can't help you, we'll make fun of you. So this that too. This topic reminds me of an. I don't know if you sent me the link or if I found it on my own. There was like a there was some website, and a, I'm sorry, I'm not giving credit to who this is. Um, I apologize, but it was like um, they had like a thread that was like worst role playing experience. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I sent that. Me? It was, okay, uh, vitriolic therapy. The uh, right. Which worst play worst sessions you've ever played in, right. and uh, yeah, it's like sixteen, seventeen pages on RPG.net right now. I'll put the link on our website. Yeah, it's it's, it's very entertaining and very. Uh, the the Star Wars one was the one that got me like that. Oh, uh, it was like it, how cool Han Solo was. And yeah, like Han Solo Darth could, Vader was just a, one player was uh, I, one player was Darth Vader, and he only got to play at the end when Han Solo, who was super cool, killed him in one round of combat. Right, and the, like the the Millennium Falcon ended up blowing up like a star destroyer on its own or something like shit yeah. like that. And there was another one. Uh, the the there was one that was like on physical abuse, like this like. I can't remember exactly the the context of it. Like they were all sitting there, like playing oh, RPGs. Yeah, and the, the husband punches the wife in the nose. <laughs> punches his wife in the face, and nobody says anything except <laughs> the player who who wrote the story who just like got up and left. And and then his was, girlfriend got pissed at him. Yeah, like for leaving and said it was rude. Like that was just that was some classic. people are just fucked up. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Speaking of that, uh, we'll uh, be back in a second with Tom and his uh, letter. Dear Call of Cthulhu Investigators, While I feel that I am certainly ill-qualified to offer career advice, as I am currently working a dead-end job in a craft store for minimum wage, I can't help but wonder what possessed you to take up the job of investigator. It certainly wasn't for the normal reasons of chicks, money, and power. The only women attracted to grizzled private investigators are the type who are looking to thrill-fuck an unstable person. It can't be the money, as it is, it is a certainty that you barely make enough to pay the rent on your shabby office and keep up with your bourbon supply. And it certainly can't be the power because, well, let's face it, you don't have any. So, what could it be that would drive someone to become a Mythos investigator? 
I can understand if you didn't plan on things happening this way. Maybe you truly wanted to follow cheating spouses and follow kids around for their parents to make sure they weren't banging that street trash girl he brought home for Thanksgiving. But the moment your mind was open to the crawling horror that lurks just underneath the surface of known reality, shouldn't that be a sign to give up this job before you go completely insane and hang yourself after writing a rambling account of everything your fragile mind has seen in your own feces? I know, the job has some perks. You get to travel to exotic places, meet interesting people, and possibly uncover tomes of power that will let you harness powers that man was not meant to understand. Travel is great, but the places this job takes you may be exotic, but not like paradise exotic. The exotic places you get to travel to as a mythos investigator involve barren wilderness crawling with things that want to kill you, or run down tenements in large cities where the tenants only wish the strange scratching in the walls were just rats. The people you meet might be interesting, but chances are they are insane cultists waiting for the right moment to offer up your intestines and scrotal sack to Azathoth. And while it might seem cool to harness dark energies for your own ends, you might not want to fire off that cool new explode eyeball spell you learned in that weird book Bound in Human Flesh every five minutes. It usually ends up with you suffering a gruesome death right after you crap your pants and lose your mind. And it's quite embarrassing to make your final exit with a deranged mind and a pant load of chili cheese. For those of you who have embarked on the career path of a mythos investigator, might I offer the following pieces of advice. 1. Carry a Tommy gun with you at all times. Even if you are from the 21st century, make sure it's a Tommy gun. 2. While it's a requirement to possess a crate or 20 of construction-grade dynamite, try not to store it in your house or office. The police tend to frown on that kind of thing, so rent a storage unit instead. And finally, if your dreams become filled with alien landscapes and images beyond your ability to comprehend, it's time to think about retirement. Go into a line of work that is safer and less stressful, like coal mining or high steel construction. And if you reach the point where every person you see walking the streets is a cultist in disguise, secretly watching you and waiting for the perfect moment to kill you, ah, fuck it, go ahead and waste them. Better safe than sorry in this line of work. And we're back, and uh, Tom's letters reminded Cody of a uh, Call of Cthulhu anecdote with uh, Jessica. Um, I, my friend Tim and I, like went in and bought like a Cthulhu like fifth the Call edition. Cthulhu main yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, that one. Right. And um, so, so we bought it, and I was telling Jessica about it. I was like, I was like, we should play this game. It's like a horror game. I hear it's really fun and stuff like that. And she's like, she goes, okay, well, what's it about? And I give her the basic premise, you know. Oh, the the more you. You, the more you learn about it, the more you go crazy, and the more you like you'll eventually die. Her, her, Sounds great. Yeah, I go, I go. All the characters are expendable. It's great, you know. And she says to me, she goes, "Well, what if I was crazy beforehand? Would I be? I would be immune to being crazy, wouldn't I?" <laughs> and I go, "No, you wouldn't." I go, "You go crazy faster." And she goes, she's like, well, I'm just saying that if I'm crazy beforehand, then I wouldn't, like, it wouldn't make me more crazy. Well, if I'm already dead, then I can't be more dead. <laughs> right, right. That's essentially, and I'm like, you're right. We're not going to play this game ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's just a great illustration of someone who just doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Entertaining is all right. Anyways, she had uh, huge boobs though. <laughs> That's why we kept her. Her huge boobs. Thank you. Her, okay. her rack. <laughs> That's why Tim liked her. All right. It Thanks is. for sharing. Right. It is. Um, of course, now we have uh, our last segment. So we've already done enough gaming anecdotes for this episode. Uh, we won't have any more, but we do have a couple shout-outs. I 
Uh, just finished uh, the Portal uh, computer game from Valve, of course, which is great. And the ending has a great song from Jonathan Colton, uh, who's a songwriter you've probably heard on YouTube videos. He uh, sings these sort of folk songs about zombies and all kinds of fun stuff. And um, so, Jonathan Colton, you rock, especially your music. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Tom, do you have anything? Uh, well, I've already done this shout out, but I'm going to do it again because I watched George Carlin last Sunday, damn it, and he actually came to our town and made me extremely happy. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still writing the high of that. So, not gaming related, but fuck it, it's George fucking Carlin, man. Damn straight, Cody. Uh, um, I'd yeah. like to give a shout out to uh, Brian Clevenger. I don't know if I pronounced his last name correctly or not. Um, guy that did uh, that does eight bit eight bit theater. Um, wrote the novel Nuclear Age, and uh, has a comic out Atomic Robo. Um, I'm sure everybody has probably seen at least eight bit theater. So I'm not going to describe it. So and if you didn't, then well, if by everyone you mean internet nerds. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I mean by that. Yeah, so well, I mean, the only people count. If you guys are actually even listening to this, I'm pretty sure you've seen eight bit theater. Okay, so, good point. Good you know, point. I'm just saying. All right. So, all right, and uh, Sam, you have anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? <laughs> oh, shut up, Cody. How about Jessica? Do you want us to give a shout out? Um, yes, I'd like to give a shout out to Jessica um, and, and to Joth Whedon because Sam likes Joth Whedon. Uh, and thank you, Cody, for making me sound like a big old giant nerd. Sam likes Sam likes Buffy <laughs> and Firefly. And I suddenly look, sound like one of those nerdy people that come no, into my store. No, I'm just yeah. no, I'm just being me, I'm talking like you. I hate Our, you. Definitely. All right, loving relationship. Um, I eat it a butter. I eat it a butter. All right, so that's uh, episode six of RPPR, the bad player, a roundtable discussion. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll uh, be back in probably two weeks or so. So, see you next time. Flavor Flav. Secret lair on Skull Crusher Mountain. I hope that you've enjoyed your stay so far. I see you met my assistant Scarface. His appearance is quite disturbing, but I assure you he's harmless enough. He's a sweetheart, calls me master, and he has a way of finding pretty things and bringing them to me. Maybe.
This is Ross Payton with the RPPR test. How you guys doing? In his own mic. <laughs> yeah, Tom, you can move the mic over to Cody. <laughs> My voice is slightly high-pitched. I sound like a Muppet. Elmo! <laughs> All right.